Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are we getting a Spider-Man trailer at CinemaCon? Is the Spawn movie finally happening? Are you ready for McDonuts to be a thing? And don't go AFK. We're talking free guy. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, select. It's Distance Nerding. You're now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil. And he's Jamez 5000. And we're here to nerd together. James, you're back. I am back. You've been gone for like ever. And I'm on point. Yeah, we really are. Guys, we're talking about anything. Pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everything at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we've got the download. Get your popcorn ready. We got movie news starting rumors is hbo maxed out don't cross the streams ooga chaka ooga chaka ooga 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 t'challa we're talking what if and the breakdown a first person mmo single player co-op spoiler free free guy review that's very nice but first let me get a shout out Shout out to some of our favorite brickheads, Jim and Tyler Yancey. Super dope. I love these guys. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know them personally, but I love these guys. Yeah. But one day you'll meet them. They're my neighbors. They're super into the Lego live streams. They're super big brickheads. Yeah. They're awesome. They're And they're great contributors to everything we do here at Distance Nerding. Yeah. I mean, because they are part of the brackets. They're part of the shows. They're part of the giveaways. I was just going to say, those McLarens, uh, yeah. half of those were given to us by them. That's awesome. They're so cool. So big shout out. Big thank you to Jim and Tyler Yancey. And then we got a build that's coming up pretty soon that was donated by them as well. A very special build oh, that yeah. looks amazing. Right. Not even going to mention it, but I can see it from here. Yeah. It looks great. Thanks, guys. And keep nerding together. Nerd! And shout out to Toy Fusion, where you can find all the toys and collectibles you can imagine in the history of everything in one place. They have all the coolest stuff there. And they have all the things. Yeah, I'm pretty much like they have classic Motu toys. I've mentioned this. They have Mighty Max. They have G.I. Joe. They have all kinds of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Like pretty much if a toy existed at some point, they've had it. Vintage Star Wars, wrestling figures, G.I. Joes. And they have like the OG like rubber wrestling toys too. Yeah, they're, they're so dope. So dope. So shout out to Andrew down at Toy Fusion. Make sure you go check out their store off Ardenway. 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 Here in Sacramento or visit them at toyfusion.com. All right. Well, here's what you really came for. It's time for the download. All right, hold on to your puppies. The puppies! We got some Disney news. So Emma Stone, right, she played Cruella in the live-action Cruella. Right, which I'll finally be able to see, like, next week. Oh, you still haven't seen it? Still haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, well, it's because so now it's, like, out of theaters. Oh, that's, okay. And it's coming out on Disney Plus on the 27th, so oh. I'm, like, really excited to watch it. You got, like, a little countdown going. Oh, yeah. Like, like you saw, like, I already know what day it's yeah. coming out, so I'm, yeah. like, I need to watch this movie. So, check it. So, she played Cruella. It was, it's a great movie. You're right. totally good to enjoy it like right off the bat there were rumors that their 
there's going to be a sequel. Right. But then there was all these, you know, Bob Chapek, Disney, Disney Plus, right. contracts issues going on, like Scarlett Johansson. Show me the money. Right. What's going to happen with ScarJo? What's going to happen with Emily Blunt? What's going to happen with Emma Stone? So it was looking a little shaky for all these, like, big-time actresses. But right now, they've announced that Cruella is getting a sequel, officially. Okay. nice. So yeah. I mean, that means she may not be in litigation at this point. Yeah. I think her, she's worked it out. She's yeah. like, I'm going to be a Disney girl. Especially if she's, like, already signing a contract and officially coming back on the next movie, so. Mm-hmm. Especially with everything going on. Yeah. With the contract thing. Yeah. And for them to go, like, hey, we're definitely doing Cruella 2, and we're going to have Emma Stone back. It's good. She's in a good spot. Right. With the mouse. Right, So right. she's coming back. Director Craig Gillespie's coming back. Tony McNamara is the writer. He's coming back. So we should get a lot of the same type of movie. And did it seem like, you know, they left room open between this film and 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. It, there's a ton. There's a ton. So like yeah. they set up a lot, just didn't go into, like they, they didn't finish the story, obviously, right? No, it was they, more like they like, left it open for a sequel. It was more about how she got to be Cruella. Gotcha. So, and that's kind of where they left it. Okay. So there's a ton of area to grow. Okay. So no other details yet on the story or no release date. So do we have a release date? Darling, if I have to repeat myself, this isn't going to work out. Darling. If I'm going to need to repeat myself a lot, this isn't going to work out. Wow, this just got awkward. All right, we should put on some music or something. Lighten the mood. Okay, more Disney news. And by the way, I don't know who's running Disney PR, but they can't seem to do any PR correctly right now. <laughs> it seems that way, right? Like like foot in the mouth every other day. Right. Foot, paw. What do, what do mouses, mice have? Paws? They have paws? Yeah. Is that weird? No. Mice paws? No, that's not it. Well, I have hands, so I also have feet. This is awkward. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work it's out. It's so cute. So during the Disney quarterly call, CEO Bob Chapek... <sighs> He said some things probably incorrectly and they or they were just taken the wrong way. They were more so taken out of context. Yeah, and it caused a big old stink. Right. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what he said, but it was like Bob Chapek was talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, and he called it an interesting experiment. No! 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 Right. And so right off the bat, Simu Lu clapped back. So Simu Lu is playing Shang-Chi. He plays Shang-Chi, right. He clapped back. Right. Um, I think on Twitter or something like that. And he was not happy. So he was like, we are not an interesting experiment. We are the underdog. We are the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy. And we will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprise. I'm fired the f- up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. Good start. It's a good start. It's a great start. Yeah, it's the first win. Yeah, and about that, like, you know, he went off, but Chapik was talking about the 45-day experiment. Was that Wait, hold on. Let, shortening... Let's, let's give Simu some credit here. Oh, yeah, no, he's fired up. That was dope. Yeah, I'm, straight up fired up. Like, like I'm not in any way against what he said. Right. Because whether in context or not, right, this is how the world feels about, yeah. you know, everything that's going on in this movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just straight up said, no, we are not an experiment. You know, we are the underdog and we are a celebration of of culture and you know just persevering over a year of just hell right 
And it's again, I, I don't got, agree. I got goosebumps. Yeah, like I don't disagree with what he said, but he also took it out of context yeah. for what Chapik said. You know what it felt like though? It felt like it felt like hip hop. You know, oh, yeah. it, it was like, you know, screw the norm, screw the standards. We have a voice. We're coming after it. You can't deny us. Right. Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it. That's the thing is that and again, like, you know, Simu talks about like he's clear that the tweet he doesn't consider anything about Shang-Chi as an experiment. Right. But even then, Chapik wasn't even specifically talking about Shang-Chi. He was talking about this is the first movie that we're doing on Disney Plus, or not on Disney Plus, but it's gonna be in theaters for 45 days, which is half their normal time right. to go on Disney Plus after that. Yeah. So yeah. he was talking about it just it just happened to be that Shang-Chi is the first movie that is going to be in this new kind of like theater format. Mm-hmm. But he took it as something that has to do with the movie itself. Right, right. Right. And it's and, like it has nothing to do with the movie. It has to do with the format that we're going in theaters. And the with. actors and it's predominantly yeah. Asian. Yeah. So But again, I can see where he took that because it is the first Asian led movie right. with an Asian cast and mm-hmm. an Asian production staff. Right. So you can see where he took it as you think that we're an experiment. Yeah. Right? And it's like that's not what he meant by it. But at the same time, again, dude, speak your truth, man. Right. Straight right. up. I like, love it. Like let the world know. You got spicy and it, and it, and it makes me happy. I get yeah. all excited. Like I'm excited for Shang-Chi. Let's go see Shang-Chi right now. Oh, let's go do it now. We're going to rent out a theater. Done. This is how I went. Speaking of Shang-Chi, so the director has been talking about the movie and they've been kind of holding off where Shang-Chi like lands in the MCU timeline. Right. It's weird that we have to talk about that, but it, it makes so much sense that we have to talk about that. Right. Because there's so many different MCU titles taking place all over like a timeline. If there right. is one timeline. But director Destin Daniel Creighton came out and said that this is happening after Endgame. Right. And from what I understand, they introduce a crap ton of characters in this. Right. And I think what's confusing people is that they're touting that the Mandarin, yeah. who we saw in, what was it, Iron Man 3? Yeah. He wasn't um, the real Mandarin, though. The Mandarin? Exactly. That's the thing, is that people are like, hey, wait a second. We, we already saw the Mandarin in the Iron Man, but you're bringing him back? When is this taking place? So that was causing the confusion. So he came out and said, Shang-Chi is taking place after Endgame in like present day MCU. Yeah. The only people who are asking this are people who obviously don't pay attention to what's happening in the MCU. So it's like, you know, the casuals. The casual fans? Yeah, yeah I like can see Casual that. fans are the only people who are saying like, whoa, wait, Mandarin, you know, in Iron Man 3 because the people who actually follow the MCU know about the one yeah. shot with the Mandarin and know like about All Hail the King mm-hmm. and know that they officially said that he's not the real Mandarin. The, the casual fans that aren't up at midnight watching Loki yeah. or What If, right when it drops right i almost feel like a casual because i watch it late so i can't be friends with those people <laughs> so it's kind of cool that we understand where it's happening and they made it a point to say that shang chi is moving the mcu timeline forward absolutely is which is cool because we've done a lot of past stuff and a lot of catch up and now it's like hey we're telling new stories moving it forward right so i'm down with that so shang chi and the legend of the ten rings will be hitting theaters on september 3rd but you can see it on disney plus around mid-october that's weird to even say like, yeah. That's the interesting experiment. That's the interesting experiment. Mm, interesting. What does it all mean? Okay, let's move out, move away from Disney. So it turns out even vampires aren't safe from COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, so Hotel Transylvania Transformania will not be flying into theaters. The animated sequel is expected to debut on Amazon Prime. Amazon's just buying up everything, aren't they? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be, like, how many animated franchises go for movies? This is the fourth movie in the Hotel Transylvania series. Yeah. Like, I can think of Toy Story. Yo! 
Ice Age. Ice Age. Please release the sloth. Yeah, that's it. Land Before Time. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they went like 500 movies, man. Yeah. But that one's straight to video. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, most of those started to go straight to video. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So uh, How to Train Your Dragon. This is Burke. It's 12 days north of Hopeless and a few degrees south of freezing to death. I think. But some of those went straight to video too. That's yeah. the thing. Like those older ones had the ability to go straight to video. Right. So it was confirmed in a report from Variety that Sony Pictures Animation and Amazon signed a $100 million deal for the film. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 So, I mean, in a weird way, this is kind of a huge thing. Right. Yeah. I'm like a fan of Hotel Transylvania, but it's such a bigger thing. I mean, this is a movie that's got, how do you say his name? Gendy. Gendy. Tarkovsky. Right? So yeah. that's the screenwriter. Selena Gomez is in it. Andy Samberg. See, I haven't seen the third one. Catherine Hahn. Because yeah, the third one's the one where they're on the, the cruise ship, right? Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't? That's mm -hmm. my favorite one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I saw the first two. Haven't seen the third one yet. I definitely want to watch it before watching this. Because, I mean, the poster looks really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I need to get the context before. You know? um, that's a good one because, like, that's where Jim Gaffigan oh, gets yeah. added to the cast. There's, there's a good dance scene, like techno DJ scene oh, right, right up your, your alley bro yeah so what's big about this is like there's all these streaming wars HBO Max Disney Plus Paramount Plus everything else plus plus right but Sony doesn't really have a home right so this is where things get a little spicy oh, it's too spicy so check this out so Sony is kind of spreading themselves out to all these different streaming platforms right like Greyhound Greyhound was like I think it was like a Tom Hanks really good if you haven't seen Greyhound on Apple TV Plus yet mm -hmm. it's a really good movie yeah so that went to Apple TV Plus right Sony also put an American Pickle to HBO, HBO Max, Max, which I watched, and that movie was somewhat funny. Happiest Season to Hulu, Cinderella to Amazon, mm -hmm. Fatherhood, and Mitchell versus the Machines to Netflix. The Mitchells versus the Machines, if you didn't watch that, did yeah. you watch that? Yeah. I th actually, I think we talked about it on yeah. here. That movie was hilarious. It man. was good. And then the latest Lin Manuel Miranda right. that just dropped on Netflix. Yeah, I, I saw that. I've been meaning to watch it, but I haven't. So I, I didn't realize that was a Sony film. If you love Cuban music, if you love Lynn manuel Miranda type kind of musical songs, mm -hmm. you will love this movie. Okay. Bebo is it. is super good if you're if you're into that. Kind of like that. Imagine the old school Cuban Buena Vista Social Club type Oh, sound. that's my joint right there. I you, love Buena Vista Social Club. You're gonna you're gonna love this movie. So all these different movies from so that's the big thing is that Sony's spreading themselves out, diversifying to all these different platforms. Mm -hmm. And there's no overhead cost to them. Right. They're just like, yeah, cool. Just these other her. studios are basically just yeah. buying it out for them. Exactly. So, and keep in mind that, you know, Sony signed a massive deal with like Netflix that starts in January where like after an 18 month exclusive, it's all going to Netflix. Right. So, boom. Sony making it happen. Oh, wait. So, back to Hotel Transylvania. So, the fourth movie in the franchise was supposed to be out in July. So, right now it is scheduled for October 1st. But because it's Amazon Prime now, I mean, it can go anytime. Right. So maybe they're going to do it for Halloween. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. You just said blah, blah, blah. I don't say blah, blah, blah. How do we talk about Gina Carano these days? Carefully. Because, yeah, exactly. I have Gina Carano news. Leave her alone. So she has officially found her next project now that she's no longer in Star Wars. 
Wars, The Mandalorian. So what's a trip on this is that I, the last we heard is she was in talks to come back. Right. And I mean, you know, at this time, it seems like that's not happening, especially because they're going into principal next month. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about her being part of the new series, the Rangers of the Republic. Right. That was the big rumor. Which that got canceled, didn't it? They took it off the slate. So yeah. te- I mean, technically, they never said it was canceled, but it's not on their production list. Right. So like right now, she's being reported that she's going to be producing and starring in a new revenge thriller called White Knuckle. What? Right. Or it's based on Eric Red's novel, White Knuckle. I'm assuming they're going to call it White Knuckle. They might. or I mean, because I've seen plenty of movies where they don't name it after the book. Okay. So the story follows a strong-willed woman who survives an attempted attack by a serial trucker killer called the White Knuckle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I know. Haunted by her encounter and the cop's inability to catch her tormentor, yeah. she partners with a trucker to end the killer's reign of terror. Trucker versus trucker. Here comes Gina Carano. Gina Carano in White Knuckle Trucker. White Knuckle Trucker. No, I didn't. Hey, easy. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, God. All right. The, the film is reportedly in negotiations with the director with plans to release the film in Q1 2022. So, I mean, I, I, I wonder if this is going to be in theaters. They don't even have a director. Come on. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's going to be like a in theater or if it's going to go to streaming or if it ends up being one of those, you know, it's only on the Daily Beast because nobody actually wants to right. watch it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I, I hate to throw it in that kind of light. But I mean, right, right. I mean, the last we heard of anything she was doing was she was going to be working with the Daily Beast to put out movies. So I wonder if this is one of those projects that's going to be on their website. Could be. We'll see. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. In more, I don't know if this movie is ever going to be made news. When will that be? Soon enough. That That is very appropriate for this. So this movie, Todd McFarlane's Spawn, even though it's about a dead guy, the movie isn't quite dead, even though we've been talking about it for like a decade. Boy, that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I mean, see, the big problem with this is you have all these actors that have signed on. You have a production company. You have Blumhouse. Blumhouse is going to be doing the work on this. Right. They've, they've said a long time ago that they were going to do this, right? McFarlane is still going to be the director, right? They have a cast and everything. The issue is is with some of the, the, the stuff that's happening with this and around this, and because it's taking so long, like you have people that are like leaving. Right. right. And that, that, there's a campaign right now for people saying that Michael Jai White should come back and play Spawn again. I'd be happy with that. I'd be cool with that. I'd mm-hmm. be 100% cool with that. But I would also be okay with Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx is an amazing actor and I think he would pull it off. But Jamie Foxx isn't sitting around waiting for Spawn. Right. You know, same thing as uh, supposedly Jeremy Renner was going to play Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's kind of like, I, I want to see Sam and Twitch. You know, like mm-hmm. I love the idea of having the movie be about Sam and Twitch and mm-hmm. then Spawn is like the the antagonist. You know, it's almost like how the comics are. Like I, I would really like that. Exactly. But yeah. the thing is, is that again, they've been having script problems they've been having writer problems they have all these issues that just can't kind of get resolved right and I hear a lot of it is because McFarlane is really like tight-fisted about the I, way this I movie could is totally supposed to be I could totally see that I yeah. could totally see I mean, that McFarlane's so, tight-fisted about a lot of things so man. the news is is that they apparently have a new screenwriter right. for the film Brian Tucker who previously worked on Broken Cities with Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg okay say hi to your mother for me yeah. mom says hi and plus it's Blumhouse see this is what's not adding up for me like you have Jamie Foxx you have Jeremy Renner attached to it you have Todd McFarlane the creator who wants to direct it Mm -hmm. and wants it to be gritty you have Blumhouse Productions who is like yeah let's do gritty because that's what they do they do gritty and scary Mm -hmm. movies and it like I mean they've tried to do 
so many horror recreations of different things. You know, like, didn't they try to do Love Boat? Or what, what, what did they try to do? Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Yeah. Right? And they try to make it a horror movie. Exactly. You know, like, and it's kind of like, it's creative what they're doing. But you have a property like Spawn that's already built for that universe. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't know what's not getting it off the ground aside from the fact that we know that Todd McFarlane is Todd McFarlane. Right. You super know? Con- apparently super controlling. But right. I mean, I've loved Spawn since I was trying to think. A teenager? Yeah. Do you think our master will be pleased? Why don't you ask him yourself? You're about to meet him. And I don't remember how old it is, but like, I love Spawn. It was so... Yeah, Spawn was uh, 93 through... I think yeah. I think 93 was the debut. Like, it was so groundbreaking for right. me because I'm used to X-Men and yeah. Teen Titans. Then all of a sudden Spawn came along. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, I want more Spawn. Come on, Todd McFarlane. Let's make it happen. Make it so, Mr. LaForge. If you build it, they will come. NBC has ordered a series adaption for the beloved baseball film Field of Dreams. Do, do we want this? I, I don't know because the thing is is that the movie was already really good mm-hmm. and it's almost like I don't know how to feel about that. Like it's it's kind of like is it going to be Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Is it going to not be Kevin Costner? Are they doing a continuation? Is it something that was you know kind of his come up? Like you know is it like you know what made him who he was and stuff like that? Like it's, it's kind of hard especially because we just had that Field of Dreams game between the Yankees and the White Sox. Yeah. This this is what I was going to say. So if you would ask me this question two weeks ago, I'd be like, whatever. I can't believe you're doing this. Waterworld now Field of Dreams. Are we going to do the Postman next? Like we're just going to redo all Kevin Costner's movies? Uh, Dances with Wolves. Oh wait, they've done that like three times already. Exactly, right? But seeing the Yankees and the White Sox in Iowa on the Field of Dreams The field, actual field, yeah. The actual field, like coming out of the cornfields like that. I got goosey bumps. Anyone who watched that game and didn't tear up is lying. Right? Because I watched parts of it. I can watch it when it was happening, but I went mm-hmm. back and watched like the opening and them announcing the players and coming through the corn maze and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of teared up a little bit. Right? You know? You got all the feels really? for it. I had all the feels for it. Yeah. I haven't watched any baseball all season. I watched, you know, four minutes of Kevin Costner coming through corn and I'm like, ooh, I'm a baseball fan again. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of Giants, but I'm a Giants fan. So yeah. Are you going to the game this weekend? Because I am. So thank you. <sighs> I wish. It's the A-Bridge series. Come on now. I'm going to an A's and Giants game yeah. this weekend. <laughs> no, not to show off. Anyway, back to Field of Dreams. We're getting a new series. It's being developed by Michael Schur, who did The Office and The Good Place. Now I'm excited because I love both of those shows. So is it going to be a comedy then? I don't know, but there's good writing yeah. on both of those shows. True. And very unique writing. So I'm kind of on board. Like, we know nothing else about, like, is this a retelling? Is this after? Is this before? Yeah. So we shall see. We'll see. If you build it, nerds will come. In more sequels, prequels news. Oh my. We have a sequel to a prequel coming. I Before think. the prequel has even come out. This feels like Star Wars Phantom Menace happening all over again. <laughs> I, I just, so just so we get everybody on the same page mm-hmm. right now, we're talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking specifically about the many saints of Newark. Michael Gandolfini, the son of the late James Gandolfini is oh, playing is Tony he? Because Soprano. He, he looks exactly like James Gandolfini. Uh, I was telling, of... I was telling that to Double A. Mm-hmm. I'm like the mannerisms are exactly on point whoever that actor is got james gandolfini down we talked we talked about it on the show and he didn't believe me no and it was double a that told us like you guys are idiots you know that's his son (laughs) right (laughs) 
<laughs> so throwing this out there, Aaron, yes, we did realize that we're idiots and nobody calls me an idiot on my own show, even though I wasn't here for that show. So I guess you could call me an idiot. I'm an idiot. We're trying our best. Your best is an idiot. <laughs> but I guess the news is that the Sopranos, that Many Saints in Newark is getting a, a sequel already. And it hasn't even released yet. But I mean, why not? I mean, why don't you put a sequel on like HBO Max? Yeah. Because that's where Sopranos was. Yeah. Put it back to HBO, right? I'm interested in seeing this because I love The Sopranos. It was mm-hmm. a good franchise. It was a good show. Seeing Michael Gandolfini kind of embody his dad, mm-hmm. I think he is the right person to bridge this movie while he's, while, you know, Tony's supposed to be young to the series. Yeah. And if they're going to go that route, then they can do multiple movies of him. Or multiple series. Right. Or they can do another series. But I mean, like, just do multiple properties of Tony's rise to power and Tony becoming Tony Soprano. I get what you're saying. So, like, as Michael Gandolfini gets older yeah. and looks more like his dad. Right. Yeah. And he can shave his head just like his dad. Exactly. That actually makes some sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited for it. And, I mean, they are doing it where Tony is young enough where it's not super close to the series. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I kind of like this, you know, where they're going with it. Many Saints Newark is going to be in theaters and on HBO Max on October 1st. So it's coming up. Give me a cannoli. Do they say that on Sopranos? Give me a cannoli. All, all the things that I could say about Tony Soprano and the things that he would say, not, not very good. That's more the, the godfather you're doing over there. I don't know what's happening. Is this considered racist? I don't know. Cut this out over here. <laughs> There's an old Italian saying, you f*** up once you lose two teeth. Apple TV Plus has released a first photo of Tom Hanks's new sci-fi film, Finch. Like, okay, cool. Awesome. I'm down with Tom Hanks. I'm down with Apple TV Plus. What you got for me, Tom Hanks? Can we get serious now? I mean, just looking at it, because I, I see the robot, I see the dog. It's it's kind of interesting to see where they're going to be going with this. What I do like, just looking at some of the, the credentials on this, Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Yeah, this okay. is, this is yeah. produced by Zemeckis. That's what I was thinking. Like, like I looked at this and I'm like, oh, it's Tom Hanks playing a robotics engineer and he's got a dog. Get me excited about this. But you say Robert Zemeckis. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm, and then I think about it. I'm like, you know, I, I saw Tom Hanks talk to a volleyball for an hour and I was enthralled with it. Wilson, where are you? I mean, Tom Hanks can pretty much do anything. Right. And we will watch it. Yeah. He could be stuck in an airport for a month and I'm OK with that. He could get COVID. <laughs> oh, hey, now we're we're talking real life. Yeah, I know, right? Let's bring it. Bring or he it can down. have or he can have a Rastafarian son. Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting too <laughs> He could fall in love with a mermaid. Oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> he could invest in a poorly thought out home that becomes a money pit. <laughs> or, you know, he could run across the country and he, play ping pong. Hey, he could have a bachelor party. Yeah, huh? There you go. And or hilarity could, ensues. Or or he could be a teenager that becomes an adult, you know, kind of like Freaky Friday. Oh, there I at first I'm like, no, that's talking that's about ben, Benjamin Button. No, I'm talking about big. There you go. I'm down, I'm <laughs> done with that. Okay. All right, guys, it premieres on November 5th on Apple TV+. Plus. I- I'm-, I'm probably going to watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Which, by the way, talking about Apple TV+, Plus, I've been watching Schmigadoon. Yeah? Oh, you got caught up? Oh, man. It is. It's, guys, you have to watch it. It's funny. What's Who's that? Cicely Strong and... Keegan-Michael Key? Yeah. Yeah. Super funny. And it's got they got huge, like, singing-type actors with Kristen Chenoweth mm-hmm. in there. So it- it's really funny. Yeah. Schmigadoon. 
All right, more streaming news. We have a brand new streaming service. J JK, JK, it's fake, but, but it's like real, but fake. It's real. But it's like fake. But it's fake. Yeah. But it's real. But it's fake. But also fake. Yeah. So Nestflix. Holy crap, it's real. Is a fake streaming, but real streaming service created by a web designer, Lynn Fisher, that features tiles devoted to over 400 fake movies and TV shows that have been featured in other movies and TV shows. This is so meta. Oh yeah, it really is. The ones that I, that came to mind immediately when I saw this mm -hmm. was Tropic Thunder. Here we go again. Again. Yeah, yeah. So you know how they have like like the 10 trailers at the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. that are all like fake trailers? Like I want that to be on Netflix. I know. That that would be amazing. Like I'm looking at the, the website right now mm -hmm. and it's super funny. This also, just the name of it, reminds me of how my mom says Netflix. <laughs> Philippe, how do I get the Netflix to work? Donde esta uh, la Netflix? <laughs> but so, so it's dedicated to movies that were featured in actual movies. But yeah. they're fake movies. Yeah. But it's a real website. Right. About fake movies that were in real movies. Right. Like some of the titles are like Goodwill Hunting 2, Hunting Season. <laughs> That's from Jane Silent Bob Strike right. Back. Forrest Gump 2, Gump Again. I think that was Clerks, wasn't it? I think that was. Yeah. Moonquake Lake, which I think was a Twilight ripoff. Okay. I'll be the racist dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Simple Jack. Yes. That just tells me that all those movies from Tropic Thunder are going to be in there because if they have Simple Jack on there. The Itchy and Scratchy Movie. Nice. Hamlet featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's from, I forgot what movie it is, but it's like, to be, well, not to be, not to be. And then he like blows the guy away. To be or not to be, not to be. <laughs> oh, so good. Amistad 2. Okay, we can, we're going to sit here forever. Tropic Blunder. Yes. Fatties, part two. <laughs> hey. Terrence and Philip, asses of fire. No need to get personal. In some countries. <laughs> considered a compliment okay can we get back to real movies all right let's do it so welcome back to the jungle emily blunt and Dwayne the rock johnson are back together for a new film and it's not jungle cruise 2 what it's not nope oh well that's no fun yep moving on maybe the next ride right so the project is set up at amazon studios so it's definitely not jungle cruise exactly 2. so not disney plus <laughs> and it's set to star emily blunt and it's going to be produced by Dwayne the rock johnson and his Seven Bucks Production Studio. Okay. So yeah, Emily Blunt's getting a movie thanks to her buddy The Rock and it's going to tell the story of Kate Warren, the first woman to become a detective at the Pinkerton Agency. Ooh. Oh, so this is going to like take place in the 1800s because the Pinkertons, man. Sure. So Warren is described as a real life female Sherlock Holmes in a male dominated industry whose sole singular sleuthing skills pave the way for future women in law enforcement. And that's all I got. This is like the first announcement of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in this just because it's, like I said, it's going to take place in the 1800s, obviously, because it's the Pinkertons. Mm -hmm. And that was before they became like state police and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, these are the dudes that like hunted down cowboys. On a steel horse, they ride. Yeah. Because they're wanted. Wanted. And uh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. <laughs> No date on when this action adventure movie will cruise onto Amazon Prime Video. Oh, that was really a stretch. Come on. That, that was worked. really a stretch. Enough. Should have made a Sherlock Holmes joke. I could have, I could have given you the backside of water, but instead you're going to get the backside of my hand. Ah! Illegal, illegal. 
Speaking of Disney, you'd think this was a Disney property, but it's not, because now we're getting a Skeletor backstory. Let this be a final battle. It's like how Skeletor became Skeletor. Maleficent, Cruella. Now we're getting Skeletor. Skeletor's getting a backstory. The thing is, is I don't think that they're going to make Skeletor like a good guy that just wants to do good. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to do, you know, like he's, he's going to be evil. He's not going to skin puppies. He might. Good. Yeah. He's Skeletor. He needs some skin. Hey. <laughs> oh. So the comic book series from Dark Horse Comics for E-Man and the Masters of the Universe are going to give a new backstory for Skeletor. And by the way, this is being co-written by Kevin Smith. So this is probably going to be like the Masters of the Universe Revelations connected story. Right. So whether we get this in the series or not, this is Skeletor's new backstory. And all the fanboys are going to be all upset about it and they're going to cry and cry and cry. And I unfortunately went on a Masters of the Universe page and read the comments. And, and you I were say you were I, offended. I say unfortunately because it's nothing but incels using incel words. Mm -hmm. Right. So like the term normie mm -hmm. and stuff like that and talking about how just how they miss the toxic masculinity. Oh. Right. And it's like it's not really he man. And, that, and it's like God these people are terrible. Uh, yeah. I, I don't need to go on the internets for that. Yeah, I, I regret it 100%. Anyways Kevin Smith being a good comic book writer. Yeah. Is is it looks like he's heading up the comic itself. Right. So but I don't know if you were aware of this but they've already kind of given Skeletor a backstory mm -hmm. and now they're gonna kind of rewrite that whole storyline. Now are they rewriting it or are they just bolstering it? Like are they just adding to the lore? So in 2002 there was a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe animated series where right. they gave Skeletor a backstory and he was once known as Keldor mm -hmm. and he was in line to become the King of Eternia. Right. But some something happened with him and King Randor. They had a little falling out. Some acid gets thrown around because that's what you keep around. For a some fight reason. Is, is acid. Ass Two-Face. Right? So Keldor, a.k.a. Skeletor, gets some acid on the face. He goes running. And then Hordak jumps into the mix. Hordak from, you know, Shira. From Shira, yeah. And and something about granting him, like, power and magic. So, again, so it's, it's like Skeletor is Darth Vader and Hordak is the Emperor. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Darth Sidious, so to speak. <laughs> So it's a little bit like that, but now they're switching it up, or Kevin Smith, I should say, is switching it up. Mm -hmm. And Skeletor, I guess in the new story, he's not even going to be from Eternia, and I guess he was going to be a slave, maybe on like a sand planet like Anakin. <laughs> I hate sand. <laughs> right? It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. And it basically boils down to like, oh, I need to get out of slavery. I need to save my wife and my kid. And then Ordak shows up and gives him the, hey, sell your soul to me type thing. And I'll make whatever you want happen, right? Mm -hmm. Ordak. How come we don't hear more about Hordak? We might. I mean, you, you don't know. Like, we might actually see Hordak show up at, in the second half of the show. Mm -hmm. But he seems like the big bad to me. Yeah. And Skeletor is kind of a, a pawn and all this. So basically, it's like. Like, he's the, it, it seems like Hordak, if you look at some of the lore that's out there, Hordak seems like he is more the counter to the sorceress. Yes. Mm -hmm. There you go. Look at you knowing your O2 knowledge. <laughs> so we're getting a backstory in the comics. So I'm kind of all for it. I don't know if we're going to see it in the series, but are you on Skeletor's side now? I mean, he's not trying to skin puppies right now. Or is he? He needs a face. Your face can get cold if you don't have a face. Right. You need skin. In the game. Puppies have skin. Yeah, in the game. Puppies. Puppies! <laughs> Finally use the 
that sword the way it was meant to be used, boy. So much news. Let, let's go to some quick hitters. All right, let's do some quick hitters. What we got? So DC Universe announced that they're partnering with Webtoon. Really? So they're doing some series directly to the web comic platform, Webtoon. And I guess this is a big deal for Webtoon because they've done stuff with some of the smaller comic book companies. Mm -hmm. But like they haven't done Marvel and then now they're getting DC. So this is kind of big, big that they're getting DC to do some kind of, you know, non-canonical content for Webtoon. So that's cool. It'd be Good interesting enough. to see what they do there. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is anything in DC canon anymore? There's so many like histories getting rewritten. Like every, everything is Elseworlds at this point. Exactly. So, so they're going to write some stuff directly for Webtoon. Right. Awesome. Cool. A Green Lantern protects innocent life even at the risk of their own. And on Marvel News, Daredevil is ending. Whoa. <sighs> it's, it's not really going to end. I, it never does. Here's the thing is they're going to say, oh, it's the final comic and they're going to kill off Daredevil or whatever it is that they're going to do. It's not, no one stays dead. There's only one character in comics that stays dead. And even then he, he isn't completely dead because now that Spider-Verse has happened, right? There's a universe where Uncle Ben is still alive. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? Yeah. So, so Uncle Ben is supposed to be the only character that is permanently dead in, in the comic book universe. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Yeah. Uncle Ben is still alive in Spider-Woman's universe. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, nobody point. completely dies. Yes, they can kill off Daredevil. They can end the comic. He's going to be back at some point. Yeah. And that's what it is. Marvel announced that they're going to be ending Daredevil the comic. Not necessarily killing him off, but the comic book run of Daredevil is going to end this November with Daredevil 36 on November 17th. Yeah. And I'm sure Matt Murdock is going to show up in other books. He's going to show up in crossovers and stuff like that. Again, there's going to be clamor because it happens every couple of years and somebody's going to write a new Daredevil story. Yep. And Daredevil will be back. So, and once he gets back into the MCU, boom. Oh yeah. There's going to be more comics. So I, as much as Marvel says that Daredevil is going away, it's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Give it, give it another couple of years and somebody will make another Daredevil run. Exactly. Who are you? I've called the Daredevil. All right. In gaming news, Fort Fortnite officially released the Wonder Woman skin. Yeah. And that's a big deal, I guess. I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. I'm not a Fortnite guy. I've never been a Fortnite guy. I tried to get into it. Can't do it. Why? You're not good at it? Is that why? It's not that I'm not good at it. I don't like the concept of Minecraft with guns. Mm. Right? It's like you have to build everything in front of you and build a fortress in front of you while somebody's trying to shoot at you. And I don't have time for that. Mm. So you're not good at it. Got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like Battle Royale games in general, though. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I'm is not it? a Warzone guy. I don't like, I played Apex for a little bit and I was decent at that, but. I've seen you play that Destiny game. That, but that's not a, that's not a Battle Royale game though. So you're not good at that either? No, I'm good at Destiny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making fun. I can't play video games. <laughs> I, I still yell and scream and curse at the TV when I play Mario Brothers. So yeah. I shouldn't be talking smack. But I mean like Fortnite literally has everything in it. Mm -hmm. So I mean a Wonder Woman skin makes sense. Yeah. And they just did what the Batman, Batman one and Snake yeah. Eyes. But I mean and... like they've done like Terminator and and Deadpool has been like pretty predominant in that world. So I mean like, oh wow, they, they have like a lot of like multiverse crossover stuff. Got it, got it. Even a god could not save them. But a god's daughter can. You know what they're not going to have in Fortnite? Disneyland? They're not going to have an NBA experience. <laughs> Apparently Disney World isn't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. We're so mean right now. <laughs>
So they just announced that the Walt Disney World area, I guess, they're ending or closing the NBA experience at Disney Springs. I've never been there, so I have no idea. I've been to Disney Springs. It's really cool. It's like downtown Disney just turned up, right? It's huge. Gotcha. Because they kind of share the area with Universal. Okay. So, so it's a huge area, tons of restaurants and shops, and it's a fun area, but I didn't know they had an NBA experience, but you know, with the pandemic and everything, they're like, we're not going to reopen. So the NBA experience at Disney Springs is closed for good. In similar news, get ready for an overpriced Halloween specialty store coming to Disney Springs. <laughs> is, is this like the spirit store, but at Disney yeah. Spirit, spirit Halloween? Yeah, you know, right. that, you know that's coming. Yeah, they're already opening them, man. They're, they're, they're open all over the place. There's one right around the corner for me. I bet there's one by, by the Jacks down here. Oh, the, yeah, that's that's where it's at. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Happy Halloween. She extra extra. I'm dead. Okay, let's move on. I'm getting hungry. Well, say, this is just going to make you more hungry then. Right? Say hello to McDonuts. I, I'd rather not. Oh, uh, you kind of do. You kind of do. No, I... Okay, so McDonuts are a thing. No, they're not a thing. I was just kidding. They're they're not called McDonuts. They're called pull-apart, glazed pull-apart donuts. Yeah. So, But, the, but McDonald's is actually going to have donuts. I've had their McCafe bakery stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disappointing. What, like a croissant? A croissant. Is that what it is? Or like no, they a have, Danish? They have like apple fritters and blueberry muffins and mm. they have a cinnamon bun. Nothing. They're they're like really cheap. Like, you know, like when you, you know you know when you go to like Save Mart and you go to their like generic bakery? Yes. And you get like the really, really bad doughy donuts that aren't very good. Yes. That's McDonald's. I'm sad to admit that I know what you exactly what you're talking about. Because everybody has gone to one of those. Whether right. they you know it's like, oh look, donuts, these are terrible. Yeah. You know, that's basically that's what I'm expecting the McDonuts to be. And that's what you're gonna get. And I'm going to call them McDonuts, even though that's not their name. What happened to the McDonald's apple pie? They still have them. Yeah, but it's not the apple pie. It's not as good as it used to be. Like, what happened? Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? And they remember it's like deep fried. Yeah. And like super hot. Like you try to hold it and you like burn your mouth. Right. Try to take another bite and yeah. Now they're like lip. two day old, like heated up in a microwave. Yeah. You know. Why you gotta do that to me, McDonald's? That was my childhood. Yeah. Those like scorching lava hot hot pockets of of apple lava <laughs> those in the mcrib no not the rib you love the mcrib that's the you're speaking of save mart deli that's that's where you're at right now with a mcrib the mcrib is basically a lunchable but like you know put on a bun what what is in a mcrib is I, it actual meat i think it's supposed to be pork rib but like a rib is a bone well it's like it's like deboned rib meat what's supposed to be i'm not falling for that mcdonald's just bring back my apple pie i'm sure they happy. do i'm sure they do the same thing they do with the chicken nugget which is basically it's just ground up pork and then they make it into the shape of I'm, a... I'm sorry, did you say pork? Yeah, yeah, I just said it's supposed to be a pork rib. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant that chicken McNugget is made out of pork. I'm like, <laughs> I've been swerved all these years. you got to always protect the McNuggets. No, talk about the McNuggets. I'm like, no wonder I got the gout. <laughs> Jesus, McNuggets are made of pork. <laughs> I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. Oh, let's got some rumors. All 
right, first rumor. Get ready, because we're getting the new Spider-Man trailer. Are we? Yeah. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer could be coming to CinemaCon next week. Really? But there's a catch. Uh, uh, catches are never good. You're not going to see it. What? Why? They're releasing the trailer, but you're not going to see it. So the rumor is that the No Way Home trailer is coming to CinemaCon. Okay. And only CinemaCon. So no phones, no cameras will be allowed, and then it won't be released online until later on. So this is like a legit con? Yeah. Like people are going to be in attendance con? Yeah, of course. Where's this at? I don't know. I've never heard of it. So why are they doing a No Way Home trailer at a con that no one knows about? I mean, we could look it up. What I think is happening is CinemaCon is telling people that they're going to have this exclusive trailer Mm -hmm. and then that it's not going to get released anywhere else so they can tell people, we saw the trailer and it was amazing and nobody gets to see it. And you should buy your tickets to CinemaCon. Yeah, I think it's a sales ploy. I don't think that they're actually going to be getting it Mm -hmm. unless they are like a giant con that has like, you know, however many tickets already sold. Yeah, well, it's in Vegas. I'm looking it up. It's a thing in Vegas at Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. Is Caesars Palace a thing in Vegas? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. There's not one in Tahoe anymore. Well, they still have their convention center. They still do everything. They still hold like MGM events there and stuff like that. So, okay. I'll take your word for that. But yeah, CinemaCon, they're getting the trailer. We're not. So this is one of those rumors that I don't think is happening. This is one of those things like come to Vegas, please. We need need your money. We need your money. And I mean, you know, you could get COVID, but who who cares? (laughs) That's totally it. Yeah. So you're saying this is a a falsehood. I think this is a wash, dude. I don't think this is actually happening. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to say it's going to happen. I'm going to say they're getting it. My whole thing is Sony being the large monster that they are. Mm -hmm. I don't see them dropping a trailer at a small con. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But why not? They would own the entire con. They would own the news. They would own the con, but like how many people are going to this con? So you want to know who else is going to be there? Smart guy. Focus Features. Entertainment. Paramount. Sony Pictures. Universal. Warner Brothers. Lionsgate. MGM. Disney. United Artists. Those are big names, sir. Morrissey will be performing there. I mean, that's actually, okay. I don't know. Morrissey, sir. Yeah. Thank you. I I still don't think that they're going to drop a trailer for a super highly anticipated movie at a con that is meant for like movies, like movie companies. Mm Mm-hmm. And then be like, oh, but we're not putting it online and nobody can see it. But you know who can see it? Whoever goes to CinemaCon. Morrissey will probably get to see it. Oh, Morrissey's definitely going to see it. He's probably a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah, absolutely. I still don't think it's happening. Morrissey? He's going to be there. No, no, no. I don't think they're dropping the trailer at CinemaCon. Yeah, Yeah, that's not happening. But Morrissey will be there. He's got nothing better to do. Activating instant kill. No, 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 no. I don't want to kill anybody. All right, next rumor. HBO Max is maxed out. Oh, yeah? So HBO Max has been running on like a retrofitted old school HBO Go and HBO Now platform. Mm -hmm. Like just a reskinned version of six, seven-year-old apps. Right, because they were too cheap. Warner Brothers is too cheap to make a good app. (laughs) Right. So instead of like, you know, making a brand new app and an awesome experience, they just kind of retrofitted their old apps. Right. And that is what we have for HBO Max. And that has proven to be issues for people because like as things like new releases Mm -hmm. get pushed out and people are watching them all at the same time, you know, there's server issues. Right. There's interface issues. It's just not good. I remember this actually happened for the Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who weren't able to watch the movie. I also remember (laughs) when they released Tom and Jerry, they accidentally released the Snyder Cut. Right. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've had consistent issues with this app. Mm -hmm. I personally haven't had any issues with the app. It usually runs well for me, but I can see them with the amount of people who complain online with the issues they have. I can see them finally overhauling and making an actual 
app for I, it. I have a Roku and my HBO Max app glitches all the time. Like even on loading, like yeah. the initial screen, like the first movie or whatever they want you to watch, that takes like 30 seconds to load, even though I can see the titles, but it, like the image doesn't load. And then I'll like, I'll try to move the, the arrow or the cursor and it'll like jump, you know, it'll try to catch up and jump like three moves and right. it's all goofy. But hopefully that's going away because HBO Max app is about to get like a major overhaul. It'll be just like a firmware update that takes like two days. No, it's supposed to be like a completely new app. Oh, that's going to be so confusing for people though. They're going to make, are they going to make people re-download the app? Well, no, they would just like overwrite it. That's what I'm saying. Like they would just do a firmware update on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's probably going to be a completely new like platform. So yeah, rather than a reskin, they're going to have an entirely new yes, app. Yes. Right. That's the techie term that I could not get out of my brain. <laughs> so the rumor is that we're getting the new apps. Roku users, because we're the best, will be getting that new version of the app first. And then PlayStation will be up next, which I don't know why PlayStation. Because it's Sony and they probably paid for it to go that route. But Sony's not part of HBO Max. No, but they'll, they'll pay for exclusives like that. Oh, okay. Is, is PlayStation still a big platform for watching or using oh, as yeah. like a service? Absolutely. Same thing with Xbox. Like I, I run the majority of my apps on my Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fancy. Sounds good. And then later on, Apple TV users will have to wait until like 2022 for the new version. Yeah. Apple TV and Fire TV are always the last ones to get it. And it's just because they're really restrictive when it comes to apps. So they have to go through like an entirely different approval process. Yeah. And it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's because Apple has standards. Yeah. And everybody else is like, well, Android, whatever. Yeah. And Fire TV Yeah. Like Amazon's just more like if we're not getting directly paid for this, then we are not approving it right away. I'm betting your tacos that this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on this one. I'm going to go eat your taco. That sounded weird. <laughs> That's nasty. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, bringing it back, it's time for Don't Cross the Streams. Don't cross the streams. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Don't cross the streams. Getting into your stream here. What are we streaming this week? What if episode two? Oh my gosh. And it was full of Easter eggs. Oh, so many. And so many twists. Twists and turns and peaks and valleys. I just, I was not prepared for this episode at all. You know, that's a great way to put it. Because like, they packed so much into this. This was like Infinity War and Endgame and all the Guardians movies and Black Panther. Black Panther all smashed into a half hour show. Right. And everything made sense. And again, if you guys listened to the episode from last week, my biggest complaint was the pacing, right? I didn't like the pacing from the first episode, right? I thought the story was great, mm-hmm. but the voice acting was done well. I didn't like the way they paced everything together because it felt like it was rushed. Mm, yeah. Right? This episode did not feel rushed at all. This episode, the story felt right. The pacing felt right. The voice acting was on point. I bring it down to the direction. I think the direction on this one was a lot better than the first one. Right. As much as, again, that I liked the story in the first one, it, it, didn't, it didn't hit as much for me as this one did. Yeah. And we got, we have more of the actual actors' voices in this episode than we did in episode one with Captain Carter. So, real quick, episode two is about T'Challa being Star-Lord. Right. Right, so what the what if is if um, instead of Peter Quill getting uh, taken into space by the Ravagers, what if it's T'Challa? Right. Right, and it was such an interesting twist because it was such a little thing, Mm -hmm. but because of where they come from and what they know, even, even being kids, it made such a difference in the way 
all these stories like turned out. Right. Because they kind of go into the interactions with all the different characters in that universe Mm -hmm. and just kind of the way that T'Challa, because the way T'Challa was brought up by that point, I mean, it was completely different from Peter. Yeah. And if you think about it, like the Guardians of the Galaxy is all about these people who come from broken homes. Maybe they don't have a family. They don't have a solid foundation in their lives. So they kind of gravitate towards each other to build that foundation. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't quite work out. Right. Whereas T'Challa had like a solid foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, like T'Chaka was a amazing father to him and everything in T'Challa's life was being groomed for for just greatness. Yeah. And it's not even like, uh, hey, we're going to groom you to be a leader and a king, but also we're going to show that we love you. Right. And you're part of a family and you should do what's best. Right. And I mean, like, you know, he's brought up to be a great man and he has that upbringing. Mm-hmm. So again, we'll go over Easter eggs, but not go over actual mm-hmm. like spoilers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just again, a lot of the things that, that he goes through in his childhood, even up to the point where he gets kidnapped by Yondu, mm-hmm. which they made clear was a mistake. And I love that. <laughs> right. Because they're like, they're still looking for Peter and they're like, he does not look like him. They do not look alike whatsoever. <laughs> right. And they're hu- like, humans look like humans. Yeah. He was like, I mean, they, he's got sea holes. He's got ear holes, ear holes. He's got one food hole, you know, human. He's a yeah. human. Right. And he's like, <laughs> they look nothing alike. Right. That's so good. But I, like, I, lo- I love that about that. Like, like they made it clear that he was a complete mistake that they mm. were not trying to kidnap him, but T'Challa and Yondu meshed so well together yeah. that Yondu decided to take him anyways. Right. 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 And, and he, sh- he helped shape Yondu in a new direction. I think the analogy that they threw into the show where it's like hey where Peter Quill and the Ravengers are about like being thieves and pirates and stealing you know they brought they bring in T'Challa and he's you know being a thief and a pirate but also like he's compassionate he's Robin Hood yeah on a galactic level where he's taking these treasures but turning around and doing something good with them right and helping the people that need help right and all that pay, like from the jump that pays off absolutely does yeah even the way they spin the the jokes and how Peter Quill in in Guardians like he wants to be known he wants a little bit of the fame whereas like they do the same exact exact opening with T'Challa right but like he's but like, he is famous exactly and that everybody knows who T'Challa is and they're like you're Star-Lord oh my god right and yeah. it's like with Peter it's like who's Star-Lord right but with T'Challa it's like oh my god you're Star-Lord and yeah like, you know they, they're they almost starstruck like Korath especially yeah that was so perfect that was that like sums up the, the difference between the two right but I loved all the d- little references that they have so much storyline so many actors but like it's all the little nods like how they spun the opening scene of T'Challa versus Peter Quill right you know having little hints of I don't know is it is it Wakanda or Vibranium because like his goggles were purple right you know little things like that I love that kind of homage to who like it, where he came from yeah yeah I mean you know it's it's always great like you think about like Peter always named his ships after pop culture stuff right yeah the Milano or what was his other ben- ones uh, Benatar. Benatar right the fact that T'Challa named his the Mandela. Oh, I know, right? Right, after Nelson Mandela. You know, I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I was listening to something where the way they referenced the, the the time that he was taken, Nelson Mandela was still in prison. Right. So he was still, like, considered a freedom fighter. Right. And even how they developed the Wakandan language is based off, like, Nelson uh, Mandela. Well, it's based off Afrikaans. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting how it's, like, an homage to who Nelson Mandela was. Right. So, kind of cool. What I also thought was funny was when you get T'Challa as like being older or when he gets a little bit older mm-hmm. is kind of the 
relationship that he has with Yondu, mm-hmm. but also how like Taserface and Craglin are like <laughs> major people in his life. Yeah. Like, and and I thought that that was hilarious that like, of all people, they brought Taserface into it. That was pretty cool. And, and it shows that like T'Challa is magnetic and like a natural leader where even though Yondu is sp- supposed to be like his father figure at the time and, and the leader of the Ravengers, everybody's gravitating towards T'Challa as right. like the leader, including Thanos. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, should we mention this? You have to mention it. Yeah. I'm going to preface this with, we get a bunch of twists on characters that essentially never become the characters that they are in the MCU because of some of the achievements that T'Challa has in the mm-hmm. universe. One of them being, he convinces Thanos like to be more compassionate and that genocide is not the answer. Right. And he becomes a bartender. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to wipe out half the population of the universe. Right. Anymore. Yeah. Like he, and he's just sitting there at the bar having a conversation with him like it's nothing. Well, that's what I'm getting at is that like T'Challa showed people other ways to do things and how to do things for the greater good. Right, right. And then the other big thing being that, so you, you, we see Drax mm-hmm. and Drax mentions that T'Challa stopped the Kree invasion of his homeworld and that he's like, oh, you need to meet my my wife and daughter. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, dude, his wife and daughter are still alive. Yeah. You know, and Drax still has like, you know, he's still has like these dry jokes like he always has Mm -hmm. but he's just you see he's much happier of a person what i was going to mention is the the ripple effect of how t'challa is affecting all these other people and their lives and how that's affecting events you know that we've seen in the mcu right so whether it's convincing thanos to not kill half the entire population of the universe you know how does that affect drax how does that affect nebula nebula right completely different because he stops thanos so in that case, Thanos doesn't torture Nebula mm-hmm. and he doesn't like make her a majority. Like he, he doesn't turn her into a cyborg essentially. Yeah, yeah. And we see Nebula as like a normal person. Like she has hair yeah, and she doesn't, have a, she doesn't have a bunch of augmentations. Like she does have like the eye augmentation, mm-hmm. but it's not like she's like fully robotic like she was in yeah. the MCU. And keep in mind, there's because he didn't keep conquering. There's no him taking Gamora. Right. Which in turn, he pits Gamora versus Nebula. Right. So none of that happens right so now they're just like normal people for the most part and yeah trying to live their lives through the galaxy and, but it's funny because nebula and thanos still have like this kind of contemptuous relationship mm-hmm. right because it's a, it's, it's a very father-daughter relationship yeah. between the two of them and she's just like i hate my father and he's like oh you'll get used to it you know things like that like you know but it's like there's no gamora in the picture right. so it's just like it's 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 kind of crazy the way that it's set up yeah. I'm, and i'm also wondering like because none of this the mcu hasn't had happen and it doesn't go the route that it did right mm-hmm. we have no rocket and group that we've seen so far yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. but that doesn't say that there's still not bad guys out there because right because remember there are thieves before that yeah and, but what i'm getting at is like without thanos being the mad titan there's definitely a power gap in the universe in the right. galaxy so we see some other people kind of step up and we still see bad guys yeah well we see one specific person kind mm-hmm. of take over that vacuum of right. power right i like the twist that they did with with that character and with Thanos's henchmen, the Black Order. The Black Order. So that's a bit of like the normalcy that we know from the MCU. Right. Is is the Black Order and like who they are and like, you know. Right. Ebony Maw, Cull Obsidian, who actually technically is the Black Dwarf, Corvus Glaive, and Proxima Midnight. Right, right. We still see them being badass, they're evil, evil kind, people. Yeah, they're, they're like who they are, right? Like so Proxima Midnight is definitely still in charge of like security. Mm-hmm. We see Ebony Maw for like a second, but he's not really as big as he was in the MCU. If any 
anything, we see a lot of Corvus Glaive and Cull Obsidian. Which is cool because yeah. I think Corvus Glaive, mm-hmm. right? Or wait, Cull Obsidian. Who's the big guy? That's Cull Obsidian. Like he didn't get enough. He didn't get enough airtime during Infinity War. Yeah. He needed more airtime. Yeah. He was, he was kind of he was kind of big and badass. Yeah, I mean he kind of like beat the crap out of Thanos in this. So Yeah. No, I didn't say it. I didn't spoil it. Yeah, sorry. Speaking of spoilers, we get a, a spoilerish character who gets some more lines. Yes. It was so good. It was so good. All right. I've always been a fan of Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Howard the Duck has a good like three, four minute scene where he's just having a conversation with T'Challa. <laughs> so weird. And after a while, T'Challa's just like, you're talking way too much and too fast and I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to release you from your little cell mm-hmm. and I just need you to show me where we need to go. And what I loved about it, because it is Seth Green that's doing the voice, but what mm-hmm. I loved about it is Howard is such a, la- he's such a lush, right? That they start going towards the area that they're supposed to go to and he's like oh wait gotta stop by the bar gets a drink <laughs> yeah. and just is like i'm just gonna sit here and drink this for a while and he's like it's happy hour man he's like i've, I've got work to do he goes but it's happy hour <laughs> <laughs> it's happy hour yeah so i mean I, I i love just we got more howard the duck yeah and that's that's a cool little nod to like it makes no sense in the grand scheme of the the story and the mcu right but it's fun it's fun i dig that you're out of luck until you go duck you know what i'm saying <laughs> so more easter eggs okay there was a ton of like cool cameos but there was also some cameos for like ships and like yeah spaceships in this episode so we got to see like peter quill's like original milano right even though nobody's gonna call it the milano right we saw captain marvel's jet mm-hmm. the grandmaster's ship we saw zandarian ship we saw the necrocrafts from ronin mm-hmm. but the one big thing that we saw that was not marvel i guess technically it's marvel because they did marvel did the comics for them back in the yeah. 70s yeah not right. mcu though no yeah but there's an x-wing i know right yeah like i had to go back and look i'm like yeah it kind of looks like an x-wing it's enough to make you think like that could be an x-wing yeah you think it's an x-wing i mean it is a galaxy far far away they are a in long a ga- long time ago they are in a galaxy mm-hmm. and it's probably far away i'm gonna say it's an x-wing right that's a nice little homage just yeah. for just for the nerds out there like it's one of those things like it happens super quick mm-hmm. just like most easter eggs like it's just a blip on the screen but it's enough to get me to talk about it and get me to notice it right and i'm happy i love it you know i'm trying to like not spoil it but like getting to the fighty fighty yeah i did like that we got like because it's been very up to now like very guardians of the galaxy yeah but now like once we got to the fighty fighty it felt very black panther yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you you get kind of like that martial arts that it's obvious that he had that martial arts background mm-hmm. we start getting into that but i mean like in general we just get a lot of kind of marvel easter eggs mm-hmm. you know so like there's the the, the villain wait has, befo- like, a- before before you get there the fighty fighty part with black panther you know what made me think is like does he somehow have some of the black panther power within it within him already no because it's it's not so much that it's generational as it is like he the generational part of it was that he earned his way into becoming black panther mm-hmm. but it's the heart-shaped herb that gave him the, the quick reflexes and the and the enhanced strength the pseudo super soldier serum type kind thing. of yeah like but he's he the way he's moving well because I mean, he's a martial artist at any given point so the whole thing is that you know he's he doesn't have the super strength and he doesn't have the enhanced reflexes but he can still fight mm-hmm. you know like he's trained from a young age just like the Dora Milaje he's trained as, at a young age to be a, a proficient combat expert mm, got it you know what's one thing that I kind of passed by and I didn't do enough research on it but some of those ships that we were talking about mm-hmm. one of them was like a Wakandan ship right and there was like Wakandan garb well like you noticed when he went in the ship like yeah. they started playing the Black Panther music yeah yeah know? exactly exactly yeah and there was 
like outfits from the Dora Milaje. Right. So Wakandans in space, yo. And that's what I got out of that was because, I mean, you know, the idea. And again, I don't, I don't spoil it, man. Like, you know, there's basically an idea that he has. And when he walks into the ship, his entire idea of what he thought had actually happened, mm-hmm. he learns didn't actually happen the way that he thought it did. Right. You know, so it's. But what's cool about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it affects him, but he doesn't let it like hold him back or overwhelm him. Right. You know, and that's just him being who he is. So like this one thing didn't shape his future like it would have shaped some other characters. But let's get back to the fighty fighty. Right. Because are we going to say who the big bad is in this? I don't think we are. I think I, I think. OK, I, I think everybody needs to go and actually watch the episode. Right. Because the whole thing is we are giving away a lot right now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, in the end, there are a lot of Easter eggs in this and there are a lot of kind of like things that we see from, you know, just other worlds and other characters, references to other movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. In the end, it, it, it was it was really well done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, we do eventually see Peter. You know, there's a there's a little cameo. I have to give him a hand for this. OK, which one are we talking? <laughs> there's a little cameo in this. Right, Thor? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So sad. I don't know what to say about that. Like, it makes me so sad, but it's like also glad you did that little cameo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, R.A.P. Yeah. R.A.P. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they talk about it. It's obvious when you when you hear it, you know exactly who it is. Yeah. But it's like it was a nice connection to the other films. How about that? Yeah. Let's just leave it that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, again, they have connections to Thor the Dark World, world yeah. you know, in there. And they have just kind of different things. Like, I mean, just all the Thor movies in general. All the Thors, all the Captain Americas. That's what I liked about this. Yeah. They dropped little uh, Easter eggs like that. Yeah. But they didn't explain it. They're just there. And it's like, we'll tell that in a different story. Or maybe we won't tell you that in a story. But it's going to make you think about what's happened in this what if world that we're living in. Right. You know, whether it's the weapons that I don't even want to say who the big bad is, you know, whether it's the weapons that he has like on a wall, on a plaque that he's collecting, so to speak, and that he's able to use. Right. Completely like what is happening? I thought we got rid of Thanos or or like Thanos is a good guy, but nope. Power vacuum. Somebody else is going to rise. Somebody has to have the power. And, and, And the person that they chose to give the power to makes complete sense. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. You know, and like I said, before we move on, you know, and end this year, I mean, we do end up seeing Peter at the end because I was I, I was wondering about that. Like, it was like, OK, well, if T'Challa is the one that gets picked up by the Ravagers, mm-hmm. what happens to Peter? Mm-hmm. Right. And you do end up seeing what happened to Peter. It was almost like an end credit scene type thing. Almost was. Yeah. And like I said, you see Peter, you kind of see what he's done with his life and kind of how everything's kind of changed a little bit. You get even more Easter eggs with that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, essentially the events of guardians 2 end up playing out but in a different way yeah yeah exactly you know so i mean again i don't want to we've already given away too much at this point you know but it's just kind of like guys you got to go out and and you got to make sure you go and and watch this not go out but i mean turn on disney plus and go to your couch and watch this you know i will say this no pants i will say say this about t'challa i think a good summary of who t'challa is is how he brought people together yes at the end and there was like no grudges it's all about family right and nothing um, was being held over everybody else and everybody was was like equal in one big family and I love that that juxtaposition of that versus how the guardians in our MCU are and right. how they pick on each other make fun of each other right it's always dysfunctional he is like the opposite of dysfunctional right is that you have a lot of order mm-hmm. and you have essentially you see different sides of characters that yeah. you eventually get to in the movies mm-hmm. but like you know they've 
already been brought out mm-hmm. by this point, mm-hmm. you know. So it's I, th- I thought it was I thought it was cool. So do you have any predictions for for the rest of What If or the MCU or anything else? Because you know, technically, this isn't the last time we're getting Chadwick Boseman right as T'Challa. Right, right, right. Because the executive producer said that there are four episodes total that have mm-hmm. Chadwick in it. Yeah, and this is just the first one. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to see more Chadwick, given that again, this was his last performance was the show, and and just kind of see what other roles that he plays and they've showed stills of like the guardians of the multiverse where it's like t'challa you know star lord right next to dr strange right so that's that's pretty kind of cool that we're going to get more chadwick boseman right any other thoughts nothing that comes to mind just because there's there's a lot of kind of unpredictability in this like i would have never been able to predict everything that happened in this episode alone Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm kind of excited to see like what other curveballs they're going to throw at us at this point how about a fastball special you think that'll come flying this way are we gonna get is this the back door is the mcu what if series the back door to get the x-men yeah so i don't think they're gonna do x-men or fantastic four i don't think they're gonna do it because they've been doing like planning this out for so long and animating it for so long it was before they did the acquisition so i don't think it's gonna end up happening in this i would Mm. love for that to happen in this but i don't think that's gonna be the case i don't think they're gonna we're gonna get that i love this series so far yeah this one is definitely i loved better than the captain america one yeah but i think it's just because it was chocked full of so many easter eggs and characters yeah it was just it was so much fun and that's what i mentioned was that that first episode just had so much going on that they just didn't do the pacing right this episode hit the hit the mark Mm -hmm. and and i I think that this was a lot better as far as direction goes Mm -hmm. and timing goes story-wise they're they're fairly even for me because they had they they hit different places Mm -hmm. you know of course i mean there's a little more emotion in this because it's chadwick and we know that yes this was the last performance he did before he passed but i mean even then you know the peggy carter stuff was still really good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? what i like is that just like how iron man and captain america felt like very concise stories right we felt that they were connected i could tell that these are connected right and we're building towards something right right so like like we said not the last time we're gonna see t'challa as star lord not the last time we're gonna see these characters so i'm interested where are you going what if oh yeah So here it comes. It's time to... All right, we're talking Ryan Reynolds. We're talking Free Guy. Free Guy. Is this his first Disney venture into Disney Pictures? I'm not quite sure, but this movie's been hanging out for a while. I think he's done rom-coms for Disney before, like not under Disney, but like under like Buena Vista and stuff like that. This may be the first movie that is under the Disney banner. After the merger. After the merger. Yeah, with Fox. Right. Yeah. So I haven't seen Free Guy yet. It looks super funny. Try not to give too much away, but I mean, I've seen it in the commercials where yep. it's, it's about Ryan Reynolds' character being in a video game and not knowing he's in a video game. Right. So he's what's called an NPC, non-playable character, uh-huh. uh, which they make clear in the trailer. And he essentially becomes self-aware. Okay. Right. Cool. And realizes that he's in a video game. And I mean, this the plot line of the movie gets very deep on that. So again, I'm not giving anything away, but they do get into how he becomes self-aware mm-hmm. and why he's self-aware and everything like that. And it's, it's actually a really clever concept. Nice. It 
it looks super funny. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds as yeah. it is, but like the comedy in it, the jokes, the action. Yeah. It looks super good. And I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of like cameos. Which I won't get because I'm not a huge gamer. Yeah. A lot of them are like streamers, right? So like Tyler Ninja Blevins is in it and Pokemon is in it. And oh, stuff shit, like that. Pokemon? Yeah, well, not, not the actual Pokemon, oh. but the, the streamer Pokemon. Oh, not Pika Pika? Not Pika Pika. Okay. But like you, you have a lot of these these streamers that come in and, and they kind of add credibility to it. A lot of like in-game Easter eggs, like things that you would, kind of how Curtis said a while back, where a lot of the things that you see in this movie are things that you would actually see people do in video games. Oh, that's right. Curtis worked on this film. Curtis huh? worked on this and his name was in the credits and I freaked out and I texted him and was like, I saw your name in the credits. Oh my God. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> James beat you at trivia. Oh my God. Not really though. But what ended up happening is, yeah, you get a lot of things like that, right? Yeah. And then there's a lot of celebrity cameos. Oh, cool. Right. And it's like a lot of it is just like obviously doing a favor to Ryan Reynolds. Right? Like, hey, we're friends. We're going to do, you know, I'm going to do this cameo for you and stuff like that. There's a lot of like jokes like that. Even if we're not friends, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Right. Again, in the trailer, you see it. Taika Waititi is the big bad and he is, he is great. He is, he, is there anything he's not in right he now? He is such a tool and it's so good. I love it so much. Right. He is, again, you take the stereotypes of video game executives and he fills every stereotype. He epitomizes it, huh? He really does. You know, it's like, really funny. I didn't know he was in this. I didn't even know he was in Suicide Squad. Yeah, most people didn't. But he's all over the place. Yeah, Taika Waititi's in everything because everybody wants to work with him now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, like, the movie was done really well. The plot was really good. The story was really good. It was captivating the entire time. I did not expect it to be what it was. Mm, right? Interesting. And then there are cameos and references at the end of the movie that were obviously added after Disney acquired the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. One of them is a, it's it's all over the internet right now. And again, I'm not going to spoil it if you yeah, haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. There is a certain friend that he called a favor in for to do a cameo. Oh, I think I know who it is. It's not who you think it is because you would have never guessed who it was. It's it's the friend he always calls on to do every it's commercial. Not. It is. It's not. It's Sandra Bullock. It's not. Okay. Yeah, Sandra Bullock was not in this. I, but, was, I was wrong. But this person has a great cameo in it and it's funny because they do like a joke on one of his characters uh-huh. and then you see him at a coffee shop and he's like the hell right so it's like one of those things uh but i mean it was done really well and what's funny is there's a there's a love a love story that's in there that doesn't really like they have like kind of like references to it through the movie but it's not like a focus and basically the movie ends with this like love story that you didn't even realize was happening through the entire movie oh interesting so like, like i said they did a really good job of like like planning kind of like seeds for different things without i mean it doesn't really spoil but did they leave the door open for a free guy too kind of is the way you were just talking like oh you didn't know it was going to happen until the end which could lead to another storyline because i mean like they tied things up really well mm-hmm. and you could technically get a sequel out of it but it's not like you know there's not like an intentional sequel like they left it open for like oh we didn't finish telling the story like everything gets tied up in the end oh okay right okay. but it's yeah it's it, it was really well done and i 100 recommend for people to go see this i want and speaking of that you can only see this in theaters right, right like right. it's not on disney plus it's no. not on any streaming service currently right i mean like if i'm gonna give this a rating i'm gonna give it eight power pellets <laughs> i was gonna ask what that but i didn't know what to do as far as the rating scale so yeah, i'm glad I'm you, gonna, you gonna jumped it, into that yeah i'm gonna give it eight power pellets out of 10 donkey kong barrels oh that's pretty good yeah okay which and, neither of those make reference in the movie but because it's all gaming i figured yeah. okay those are good rating systems there right and it's only pg-13 i thought it, i thought those 
is going to be an R movie. It it, it borderlines. They push the boundaries. They do push the boundaries. That's what I was going to get at. Is like, is it pretty raunchy? Yeah. It's not. No, it's not really raunchy. But it's like, not I mean, Deadpool level. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But uh, it's, what I what I did love too is the majority of the characters have like the most generic names. Uh huh. Right. So it's like Guy and Buddy are like mm-hmm. the two main characters. Oh. Right. Because they're NPCs. And then yeah, and then he and like his name ends up being like after because they have to like they're trying to figure out who this guy is so they're like uh blue shirt guy and they just call him blue shirt guy the entire movie <laughs> okay that part's kind of funny yeah so it was like i said you know it was those things because they they think that he is like the people in the real world think that he is a like person because like, nobody realizes that he's an npc so people think that he's they think somebody that somebody's else is playing him they think that somebody found a way to get a skin of a npc in the game uh-huh. and he's been running around as an npc but he is an npc oh i get i get that part that yeah. part i get okay yeah. cool so i mean that's kind of like one of the revolving jokes in there is that people are just like you know where is this guy how do we find him you know and all this <laughs> other stuff and he's like he's an actual video game character so i'm gonna i'm gonna end the review there i'm like i said i i give this a solid eight out of ten you know right 10 i was pack. gonna say like any more talk and it's like spoiler you can't say any more like spoiler exactly, exactly. Cool. all right i'm gonna have to check this out Hey, y'all. Distance nerding. We got shirts, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you got to do is DM us <laughs> at distance nerding on Instagram or even on Facebook. Shirts are 20 bucks or 25 if we got to ship it. We'll have them at Heroes Fest. Yeah. So we'll be selling them there as well. Maybe we'll give a portion towards Project Wish Upon a Star because we're good people and they're even better people. Exactly. So make sure you DM us at distance nerding. Come get your shirt, yo. We're getting some good reviews. We pretty much have... Some Every size. right now mm-hmm. and then we're working on some additional merch that we will not talk about quite yet but it's coming but it's coming exciting i'm so Speaking of Heroes Fest, we'll be down in Fresno with Project Wish Upon a Star for Heroes Fest. Yes, yes. It's me and James are going to be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Possibly some of the other names that you know with Distance Nerding may be there as well. Yeah, we're hoping to get some other Distance Nerds. You know, some certain gentlemen whose names start with A. Everybody else's name starts with A in this Actually, group. Actually, yeah, everybody else in our group starts with an A. Right. So check it out. Heroes Fest down in Fresno at Heroes Comics on on September 4th from 10 to 4, there's going to be a barbecue, which is going to support Project Wish. There's going to be a car show, vendors, prizes, a ton of cosplayers, including Fresno Cosplay Group. I was just talking about this with Darren from Project Wish. Like a cosplay group that's like 500 members deep is going to be there. It's that are all great. Deadpool. Lady Deadpool Fresno is going to be there. Yeah. She's part of the group. I, I want to know if Storm Pulio is going to be there. I don't know. We can ask. Do you know who Storm Pulio is? No. He is a stormtrooper that mm-hmm. has a Deadpool costume under the stormtrooper and the idea is that Deadpool is infiltrating the empire the empire oh, oh hello 
I know, right? You know, so it's like day number 537. They still don't know it's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of fun. So all kinds of stuff. I think there's going to be some raffles and some giveaways, not just from us, but some prizes that are going to support Project Wish. Right. So make sure you you buy raffle tickets, you join, you donate. It's a great cause. Project Wish is all about supporting kids who are going through some troubling times with pediatric cancer patients. And like, they just want to treat them as the heroes that they deserve to be. And it's great. I've seen these kids firsthand and how much joy Project Wish is bringing to these kids. Right. And they need all the help that they can get. Right. Like we mentioned before, they are better people than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So come down, support, come hang out. It'll be great. Car show, prizes, vendors, barbecue, Philippe on a microphone. Which is always a good time. Always. Nobody on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook. Is this Santa Claus? No, it's the Lego build, man. Come oh, on. Oh, every right. Every week from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. It's usually myself, Mr. Double A. Hopefully soon we'll have Aaron Thick back on because he works for a living. So, But we have tons of guests that come on and hang out and just so much fun friends and nerds that come hang out like shout out to greg shout out to phoenix see andrew out, nelson shout out to see andrew nelson couple people that are going to be coming in the future so del p from the man cave podcast will be on the oh, 30th very cool hopefully we can get darren on this week so that he can talk about project wish mm-hmm. yeah uh, and heroes fest yeah yeah and i'm trying to work on a couple of other people to get onto the stream mm-hmm. that would be really fun yep so i'm not going to name any names because i don't have any confirmations yet but reaching out some some in the near future hopefully they don't Ghost, yeah. Huh? Huh? See what I did there? I see what you did there. Oh. Oh, Egon. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Have something you want to discuss? Are you headed to CinemaCon to see the Spider-Man trailer? Are you down with a McDonut? Do you think the Spawn movie will ever happen? What's your take on what if? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Guys, buy us a taco. We say it every week. Join the taco party. Be like Julie Ivanich. Be the taco queen. Shout out to Julie the taco taco queen exactly gotta go to distance nerding.com hit that buy us a taco button and you can buy us some tacos we'll take tacos every week oh yeah we will definitely one taco we'll split it just one i'm on a diet the tacos aren't keto oops connect with us at instagram facebook twitter twitch youtube all at distance nerding thanks for watching don't forget to like and subscribe thanks and keep nerding together all right man so uh quesabiria well i'm sorry what'd you say quesabiria quesadilla sure (laughs) hey Hey, hey, who brought you tacos today? You did. Who was the MVP of today? Oh, you. Absolutely you. Who showed up on time and then left for Boba? Me. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. It's all good. See? See what happens when I'm not here? Distance nerding. Good show, man. Yeah, you, good, man. You came, you came with it. You were funny. I try to be. That's pretty cool. Hey, let me clean. Ah! My pop! What What? What happened? My Funko Pop. Somebody broke my Funko Pop. Ooh. ooh. What the fuck? What the fuck? About that. My Funko Pop! It was Aaron's fault. What? Aaron. Aaron.